Welcome back to No Guest List. We're on with episode two. I'm Wes. I got my co-host, Anthony James and Manu. This is the podcast where we talk about Afro House, Afrotech, Three Step, and everything around it. How are you boys doing? Wonderful. Manu. Wonderful. How are you guys doing? Good, man. Life's good, good, good to be back. Virtual, virtual, virtual handshakes. handshakes. Virtual handshakes. Life's good. Life is very good. Me and Manu were out last weekend, so I'm still recovering a little bit, but... Yeah, it was, don't it tell was them too much, life, man. Don't tell them too much. I'm not telling too much. No, no, it's they... secrets, man. Patreon content's there. <laughs> hey, but we gotta know. We gotta know what, what you guys get up to. Well, first of all, I was late for dinner. I was half an hour late for dinner. Fashionably late. We met oh, up yes. at um, Shoreditch House, had a nice meal, and then headed to the Sondela event at Night Tales, which. Yeah, special man. It was very, very, very good. The last one that I went to was at Night Tales Loft. You were there, right, Manny? Yeah, that's where we. I feel like that's where I met you, but no, because um, I met you before that. Yeah, or after that. Well, but we were yeah. at Night Tales Loft. Is like that. Yeah. yeah, that's the one. Yeah, and it was like. I mean, do you know what? It was actually kind of like a nice full circle thing because the Night Tales Loft one was the first time that I heard. Uh, I heard Kitty Amore drop the Atmos Black Gypsy Woman remix and then saw Atmos oh, really? drop it at Night Tales. Oh, it was incredible, man. And the, the fact that they changed venues as well, very, very, very good move, man. Like yeah, Night Tales Loft is just a small place. It's like a, it's like, it's, it is what it is, says it's a loft. Night Tales, that's a whole venue, man. Like three rooms, I think. Pop. Yeah. Real nice place. So real, real nice place. So for so for those of us who don't know, who was on the lineup? Taxin, Jeff, um, Atmos, of course, and then who's in the other rooms? I didn't actually I didn't actually catch anyone in any any of the yeah, other rooms. The rooms. But I'm pretty sure. Artist level. Um, Dylan, Dylan, Desai opened up. Kind yeah, of set the scene but, nicely on the terrace, but. That's right, and then Quite obviously Louis, Louis and Clay were uh, were opening up the main the main area as well, right? Open up main room, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Louis and Clyde of B two B. Shout out to those two guys. Wait, did they do a B two B? We turned, we missed the yeah. we missed their set. Like I walked into the venue and Clay was walking out, and I was like, "Oh, I missed your set, bro." Sorry, mate. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> No, for real, man. I've wanted to see this guy because he did a guest mix for me, and I was like, "This this dude knows how to mix. Like he's he's a wizard behind the deck. He does. So he I've does." Been waiting to see him. I spent a live. little bit of yeah, I spent a little bit of time with him when I was in London at Rinse FM. He was dropping a lot of unreleased Sondela, which is now out. Um, yeah, shout out to Clado, man. That guy, that guy's got it. But how how was the night overall? What do you guys think? Like, who was who was who was the best uh, performer? Do would you say? I mean, I've got to give it to Jeff. For me, I feel like for that crowd, for that venue, it has to be that type of sound. Like, yeah, I think everyone was good overall. Um, Atmos, you know, AJ touched on the Gypsy Woman remix that he dropped. That was a moment in the night for sure. People loved it. Taxing with that three-step kind of more sexy, vibey, groovier sound was nice. But I think Jeff was. You know, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to like. Yeah. 
position anybody in sort of like a hierarchy of experience. But I feel like when Jeff, Jeff Set showed that he had a lot of experience of playing UK based sets, like he knew what yeah, to I'm go with, you. you know what I mean? And it, it rolled as well. Jeff Set's rolled, man. <laughs> like I was gutted. I had to leave 15 minutes before the end. But um, well, I say had to, you avoid the cloakroom cues, you know? <laughs> so I left a little bit early. But Jeff Set was like, yeah, it was an experienced set, man. Yeah. Did you stay till the end, man? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. but again, goes to show I've seen Jeff three times now. Every single time mm. he plays in London, he knows what to play. He knows the crowd. You know, of yeah. course, he's a great DJ. You know, he's got the technicality. He's, he's, you know, he's got all of that. He's got the skills. Um, but I think for that venue, they, yeah, they, they they got it right, man. They got it right for, for the timing with Jeff, the lineup. And mm-hmm. shout out to Jeff, man. Shout out to Jeff. Yeah, I've got to say, I think um, I actually think Atmos was probably my favorite, you know, just because I've spoken to him quite a lot. Obviously, I'm a big fan of Jeff regardless, um, but I've spoken to Atmos quite a lot. And I feel like, like I saw Kid Funk in the crowd, which I thought was cool as well, like fully in, in the thick of it, you know. And I could, from my perspective, it looked like there were there were a lot of um, proud faces in there in terms of what Atmos did because he smashed his set, man. Like, yeah, he really, really killed it. I think, and yeah, he was playing a lot of sure. the three step stuff, man. Like, you know what went down so well? And two people, I caught two people right next to me trying to Shazam this track. His um, his remix of Ezizweni that just dropped on Sondela as well. That went down. Like, people really enjoyed that, man. And then he went into nice, nice, Ariane, then he went into E Plan, and like, oh, Manu, hold on. I need to ask you this. Am I going crazy, or did they drop a remix of La La Tooks in E Plan? It wasn't the original. They dropped, I think it was, but they dropped, they had something else. And then Atmos turned to me and he goes, This is our collab, upcoming collab with him and Taxin. And I was like, what? And it sounded crazy. It was a crazy track. I never heard it. I was like, bro, yeah. you know what to do. Like, send it, send it. Like, I need that. I need that in my pocket <laughs> right now. But yeah, he, they had a track in the a collab that's coming soon. Yeah, mad. But I think E-Plan was the original, I believe, bro. Yeah. I think, I think the lineup was so beautifully curated. I mean, obviously, uh, Taxin more on the three-step side. Atmos more into the house, but also still leaning into the three-step, kind of bridging into Jeff's set. I think the execution from the Sondela guys is on point, seriously, from like a sound perspective. And you know what? I was talking to Dylan. Dylan was saying that I asked him the same question. I said, who was your favorite uh, set of the night? And he said, Atmos, just because he was so surprised at what a DJ he is. I mean, he's obviously a great producer, but he didn't know like he has the juice like that, you know? He's got yeah. vibes. Like, behind the decks, Atmos is in the moment. And it's infectious. Yeah. Like, he's, he's he's got this nice energy, nice vibe. Um, you definitely have some type of chemistry with him as he's performing. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, well, think, he's always I smiling. He's, he's got, a type of person, right? Yeah, he's got major, like, likability factor. Like, we've spoken before. We've voice noted, DM'd and stuff. But to meet him in fl- in the flesh... And not to fanboy or anything, but like the dude's a really good dude. Like you can tell that he's in this for music. He loves the music. He loves the sound. He loves DJing. He loves making music. And that's what I think is 
it's not all just about showboating all the time. Do you know what I mean? It's about being a genuinely cool person, going and enjoying your set and people in the, in the crowd and in the audience will automatically pick up on that sort of aura from yeah. you as well. So shout out to Atmos, man. Yeah, he killed it. And he's so Even young, right? How old proud. is he? 20, 24? 23, yeah, he's like 23, yeah. But I was going to yeah, ask, you know what? you've seen um, um, Atmos and Taxin or, or Jeff play, right? Have you seen any of them? Not Atmos and Taxin yet, but I've seen Jeff play three different times in Toronto. And what was fascinating about the guy, the first time I saw him was at this festival here where Floyd Levine opened for him. So it really gave him that stage to, you know, I think show his true colors, I would say, like that proper... Afro House, Afro Tech, Angolan swag, all of that. The next time yeah. I saw him, uh, Harry Romero opened before him and he got on the decks and the BPM was like already over 130. So he really struggled. So he had to, he had yeah, to bring it like, he had to keep that energy in the audience. And he told me like, he didn't really enjoy it that much. And then the last time was at a Afro House kind of focus venue here called Saluna. And, um, was still Afro House, but I guess a little more on the commercial side because that's the crowd that mostly like exists over here, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I was Speaking watching, that, I was actually watching. Yeah, so go I was on. just going to say, you know, you said that's the a, that's a crowd that exists over there. One thing that really <laughs> stuck out to me about Sondela was how good the crowd was. Like it was a very receptive, a crowd that was very receptive to Afro House, Afro Tech. You know, like. Mm-hmm. We, there wasn't like it wasn't full off commercial or like I, I don't shoot the messenger like what I'd call westernized Afro house or European Afro house. It wasn't yeah. that kind of sound. It was like a real Afro house, Afro tech sound, and a crowd that really enjoyed it, and also a very diverse crowd as well. You know, so it was a yeah, mix of about people the lineup, who were. Though. Yeah, I think yeah, so. I think that's about the lineup. Yeah, because again. When you're the promoter, you have to be a promoter and know how that lineup is going to translate to a certain crowd and and how that's going to work. But you know, you're mm-hmm. not going to put specific acts together because you know the, that might not work. So, mm-hmm. and also, I think London has that distinct audience, right? You've got the more Afrotech, Afro House, and you've got the completely commercial edits crowd. They can party yeah. together, but you know, yeah. they are quite different. I think. I don't know if they can all the time. I mean, not all the time. Some, I'm sure, not all the time. Depends on the track, but you know, I've seen I've seen the type of Afro Afro house edit type crowd come for like a Cairo set, and Cairo's very Afro tech, and they get a bit lost at moments. I think it has in to his be set, a big right? name. If it's Black Coffee big or. Name. Yeah, not even Shinza, but I feel, I feel like if it's Black Coffee or even Eno Napa, could Kaba. do it. Yeah, yeah, Caro. Yeah. I don't think Shinza. I mean, Shinza obviously could, but I don't. For me, I don't think. You know, but it's yeah, a funny think... thing that we're discussing though, because we're talking about how real Afro house Afro tech artists are received at an Afro house or an Afro tech event where people expect edits. <laughs> I know, right. but it's how are we even having this right conversation? Now, you know, like <laughs> that's wild to me. But no, I thought it was a sick event, yeah. man. Taxin has got fans. Like I was speaking to Sam, yeah, um, his agent, and he was basically saying that um, when Taxin walked in, like 
there's girls screaming like we love you you know what i mean so that i think he's built a family like he's got some base. swag though he's got some swag, does, swag does. Does. Dude, man. He's, in with his hat. he's just like chill doing yeah. his thing uh, i was like all right, all right player do your thing boy <laughs> he's got some swag <laughs> No, they're all they're all super cool, man. And I think, like I said, I think that reflected into the audience. Everyone picked up a good vibe there. Honestly, I'm going to go as far as saying last year, Sondela was one of my favorite events. And I'm, I think I'm going to say this year's one. It's early in the year, but we've got Shimza this weekend. Sondela's flying the flag right now. Good hey, events, good This weekend is a whole, whole London tour this weekend. Like, there's so much happening this weekend. But, mm. but yeah, let's see. Hey, man, you- you guys are lucky. You know, it's also like nice to see that even in the cold of the winter up here that in London, they're still making a big effort because over on my side of the world, things have gone so quiet. You know, there's like nothing happening except uh, actually nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nothing. Hey, man. Fly over, fly over. Send us the bill. Yeah, it's not too late to Maybe get a flight. Soon. I'll be Expensive. there soon. So, so which... which which of this weekend's um, events are you you guys gonna make it to? I'm just yeah, I'm gonna try and go to all. Yeah, I'm gonna try to. Manu, all. I can already see you at all of them, bro. Yeah, I have to, man. I just I just gotta do all of them, man. You know, you gotta brush yeah. shoulders, handshake, a few hugs, say what's up, man. Yeah, send me that track. Don't forget, you know. <laughs> And then, you know, next is, stop, do a whole... He's on top. But to be fair, I, I would like to go through to Inu, Inu and Cairo. It's just far, man. Because you're going from... Where yeah. are they? Village Underground, right? No, Stoke Newington. Stoke Newington. So you're going from Stoke Newington all the way to King's Cross for Coco. To track Camden, to track, you know. Bro. Like, it's a long way, man. Um, for the love of house. For the love yeah. of house, for the love of the, for the love of the culture, <laughs> but yeah, I'm definitely going to be there. I got I got ticket uh, stage tickets for Shimza. So, Manu, I don't know. I thought I thought we were going to Shimza together. So it looks like I'm going to be riding solo. <laughs> what time are you going there? I don't know, man. I'm just going to see. I'm going to grab some food before and then head up there. Let's, get let's, some videos. Let's, let's get some line. footage. Chat offline. We'll chat offline. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Uh-huh. I'm just thinking about the weight of all those USBs for everyone who is going to be in London this weekend between Cairo, Enu, and, and Shimza all waiting on music from them. It's just like unbelievable, you know? Yeah, for real. Too I mean, much. I know Shimza is going to be testing his album a lot. Yeah. Um, Cairo, Eno, I know Eno, obviously, he always has some unreleased. Cairo this year? Cairo's I'm not sure. I need to ask him. He's he got unreleased. He has. He has. Yeah. He's got unreleased. We'll, we'll get to that later, right? <laughs> we'll get Obviously, to that later. We'll yeah. In the in the meantime, guys, there's a topic that I want to talk about. Something that's been making waves all over social media. Some in support, some in against, and that's all about the commercial edit kind of movement that's <laughs> going on in our scene right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a big one. It's a big one. I think we can collectively say that at no guest list, we're purists. If anyone cares to disagree, feel free. But I think it's a huge problem. I think it's a huge problem. I'm upset. I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm in the purist section as well. Yeah, Wesley, tell Man, us I more. Just, Why is it a huge problem? Why huge? What is it? What, I think, what is it I think be, because things are evolving too quickly. 
in the sense that you have this whole new kind of new sound, new that's new in the Western sense and abroad and all of that, where opportunity is only just being created for, you know, the people that kind of pioneered the origins of the sound, you know, back home um, in, in, in South Africa, Kenya, Angola, all those kind of places. And then by, by bringing in these, these commercial kind of vocals and, and samples into tracks, I just think is lazy. It's like, you know, that's not a, it's not a pure music kind of move for me. But let's talk about, it, let's talk, let's talk about when this became a problem, right? Because I, I think when, um, you know, the more established artists were doing it as a way to mm-hmm. pay tribute to the classics or maybe a commercial edit. So for example, like when uh, Temba did World Hold On Remix, no one said yeah. anything. And I love that remix, right? So I think there's there's, there's different cases and different situations where people, you know, kind of point and say that's a problem. I, th- I think it depends on who it is, man. I think I'm not sure it depends on who it is, you know. I'm not sure it's I that. Think I think, look, I personally, think, I've got no gonna, issue with... Sorry, bro, go on. I was just going to say, I think it's... If you haven't paid your dues and put in the work and got the respect from the scene and you make... And also, I think a lot of these people that do the edits now, right, they don't know the history of Afro House. If you tell them who's, you know, name three Kulo tracks, they've got no clue. So I think that's what the yeah. issue is, right? It's like, know the sound that you're representing and trying to be part of before branding as Afro House and trying to make money off it and, and cultural appropriate, and what do you call it? Cultural. Culturally appropriate. Appropriation. Appropriation, that's the one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think I think that's what it is. I think that's where I stand and that's that's where I kind of see see the issue. Uh, I mean, yeah, look, this is what I think, right? Like I've got no issue with people creating edits. At the end of the day, music is music, and this is my wider view on it. There's a space for it. There's no doubt about that. Um for me, it becomes an issue when you're releasing edits as essentially original tracks, if that makes sense, i.e. using the commercial vocal, releasing that edit, and then um, it goes into the charts and these so-called charts or algorithms on Spotify get clogged up with commercial edits and it takes space away from artists who are creating original Afro tracks. I don't really care where they come from. I mean, look, obviously we're talking about African electronic music, so the scope is on Africa in terms of uprising talent and stuff upcoming talent but i just feel like i agree with wes it's a little bit lazy um to make a new track with a commercial vocal for me the vocal side of it is unforgivable when it has nothing to do with house music like i'm seeing people doing afro house edits of harry styles how dare you how dare you man exactly (laughs) I don't and want to hear Harry dolls, Styles, bro. like Pussycat Dolls. And I'm, and I'm going to say it yeah, as well. Come on, man. Do you know what? Commercial and controversial, but Spice Girls? Spice on, Girls. Man. So yeah, I don't know. That, yeah, you decide where you want to draw the line. Privacy SA just did a remix of Touch the Sky. You touch the sky, 
You know that song, the Dennis Ferrer track? Yeah. Beautiful yeah, yeah. remix, man. That's a remix, an edit that pays homage to a classic house track. When you're playing classic, paying homage yeah. to classic house in a house event, that's something everybody cheers for. Atmos, Gypsy Woman, classic house track. And I think even exactly. just recently, Kitty Amore and Da Capo, classic house track, Hey Hey remix. Please tell me where Khalees Milkshake comes into this composition. Because I don't remember that being a classic house track. That's my opinion. I've got nothing against the sound. You, you, I think it's great, yeah. but it's not. It's not got. A, it's not Afro house in this in the way that I see. I think it's a Europeanized and Westernized version of it, which is cool. But <clears throat> like Manu said, pay Listen, homage to where it came from and don't clog up the charts. In my opinion, I think. Not I think. Over. Look, I, I have no problem with Alex Wan. He's a great guy. I met him personally. Sat down with him. Um, and he is a very talented producer. There's no doubt about mm. that. Milkshake was, I think for me, one of the biggest and most defining tracks that kind of signaled, you know, other artists and producers to to go into this movement. So I didn't have a problem with Milkshake at the time, and I don't as a track, neither with the producer, but I have I have a problem with the ripple effects of Milkshake. Same here. Success and that's how I feel about it as well. Someone gets success doing something. People are want to, you know, are going to want to copy it. I think that's that just that's happens it. with anything in life. And also, we have to realize remixing a track is a proven success formula. People do this, you know, when you start a producing journey, producing career. That's what mm. you do, right? You remix a track because you think that's the fastest way for me to get recognized. And today, for kind of music to play it. Absolutely yeah. real. Well, you know, you hit the nail in the head with kind of music to play it. But do you know what I think as well? Like the thing that I find wild about a lot of the commercial tracks and commercial edits is a lot of the time tracks that are actually released, like officially released through a label and go onto the um, download sites, as opposed to just on streaming sites like SoundCloud, where you can download of hype edit or whatever. A lot of the time yeah. those records are revocaled. Um, so I, um, I think it was Bush before me did say it right, Nelly Furtado, and that had to be revocaled. Um, like I put, yeah, I'll so be honest with you, actually, I play that track a lot, <laughs> but this is well testament to the point I'm making. I don't have an issue with the music; it's just it being labelled as Afro house. But if you're going to get someone to revocal a track, why not take? I don't know what might be an extra couple of weeks or maybe an extra couple of months and sit down and write a whole new track and give that artist who's revocaling their own space to shine in their own right. You know what I mean? Like I, I feel like we've gone past the stage of re the last person who I heard do really incredible original vocals that really blew me away. Um, was someone like Bobby Fallon, you know? Mm hmm incredible vocals on one night and things like that so i think there's a space for that kind of thing to come back and i don't know like i'm i'm here for, i understand the value of party edits this is what i'm calling them from now on people call them Afro yeah, house edits, cool. it's for djs party edits yeah they're, they're valuable man i saw aluku rebels playing in you london and he was the first person that i heard drop the milkshake vocal over I can't remember what the track was. I looked down at the decks and it just said drum, drum appella or something. And he dropped um, the Khalees vocal over the top. People went wild. There's no doubt that it works. There's nothing wrong with playing it. But if you were to ask me if, um, and it's not about who's better, who do I prefer to listen to? When Laulu takes me on a journey with an original track that he's made, 
that blows my mind. And I'll listen to that over and over again, just trying to figure out what was like, what was he thinking when he made this work of art? And yeah. when someone just does a commercial edit, it's a one-time, one-hit moment for me, you know? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in there for a second because you guys are both DJs, right? So I yeah. think, you know, when, when, you, when you have a more, what I would call a, a more basic or party vocal, right? I think, I think there's a time and a place when you're playing live and you use that third or fourth CDJ to bring in that track to give energy to the crowd. Not to 100%. you know make it part of the as track an and call it. But think about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As an acapella, including a track like that as a DJ, it's probably so much more impactful to the crowd. Like imagine instead yeah. of you playing an edit, you know, you show off your skills, you put the acapella in there, and you just go yeah. crazy, and that creates such a moment, and it's so much more rewarding, right? Um, but again, I think. It's a new generation. A lot of these guys are young. You know, it's, it's, it's a whole different type of demeanor, behavior that they have, I think, to to producing. And, and it's, you know, not to make excuses for them, but they didn't grow up listening to to Black Coffee Home Brewed. You know, they didn't grow up yeah. listening to, to, to these classic albums. So it's a different yeah. conversation to have. Um, and a lot of these guys create great music, like, Alex Wan Milkshake is a great production. So simple, yeah. but it's great. Like it's it feels good. It's a, such a nice track. Um, but but again, you know, if you if um, you want to have a conversation around Afro House, it's it's difficult. Bro, mm -hmm. I agree with you, Manu. I think I think Milkshake is an incredible track. You break down the production on that vocal or no vocal, it's an incredible beautiful. bit of work that he's done. Track. And I personally think, um, who was it? Wes, you sent something to the chat earlier. Someone was saying that it might need a new genre. If there was a different way to describe that, that sound, what I'm calling European Afro-melodic, that kind of sound, the kind of music sound, yeah, that's great. Like, I'm, I'm here for it. I play it in all of my sets. You go into my most played tracks, look, this is the audience that I play to. The majority, majority of it is going to be that sound. But um, I think that, like I said, clogging up, the Afro house charts, the Afro house algorithms with something that's not Afro house or Afro tech. I personally don't see, I don't, I don't see that as I think, a good I think thing. I think that is the conversation, flat. right? It's, it's moving away from people saying we don't like the edits, but rather let's put these edits somewhere else. Right. Mm. Cause we're still going to play them. Everyone's going to play them because we love them. Right. But also we have yeah. to understand this Afro House crowd now, it's it's a lot different to what it was 10 years ago. So you've got to play it's different types of music a lot of the times, right? Yeah. You can't just be playing but, the, the, you know, that percussive tribal stuff. Like you, yeah. you've got to mix it up and understand. So it's a, it's, a, it's a mixture of things for me, man. It's a mixture of things. It definitely is. And I want to I wanna go back to kind of music for a second because it's... Um, Obviously, you know, some of the biggest artists of the modern day in, in our scene is, is uh, kind of music for sure. But I think um, for me, kind of music are becoming almost a problem because it's kind of distorting. <laughs> I said it. I said it. They're distorting. That's topics, man. <laughs> hey, I, I'm not afraid to speak up. And um, 
Go My on. concern is that they're distorting the global interpretation of what Afro house music is, right? And it's not just through sound that that gets released, you know, every week. It's also online, and I see it in in other theme pages on social media. There's the, all these new Afro house um, theme pages popping up. Other pages are are posting about Afro house and. Who are they posting? There's they only two. They use kind of music content. It's crazy. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Kind of music yeah. or black coffee. That's it. That's all I see. Nobody's posting uh, anyone else, which is which is a real shame because that's the this media what, these days. This is what I think. Yeah. Kind of music has become super popular, but where I do have to give them credit is that they do not claim to just be Afro house. They play such a variety, man. And for me, they are... Uh, purveyors of what I would call cutting edge electronic music. They, they go, you listen to their radio show, it's, it's across the spectrum. And I, I respect them mm -hmm. for that. I don't think they are directly saying, look, we make, we play Afro house. This is Afro house when we play it. But there is definitely an audience that like, like we mentioned, doesn't understand what Afro house is. They wouldn't know the origins of South African house or Quato or anything like that. And that that is where I right. think it is very important to make the like set the difference and set the tone between what this sound is that we've got now and what original Afro House is because there's still people making this original sound and there's a space for both. Yeah. We just just call it something different, you know. This is my example. Yeah, of Afro. yeah. You ever listen to Beethoven? You ever listen to Beethoven? <laughs> Yeah, why is Beethoven not, 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 not by choice, but yeah. <laughs> In my spare why, time, man. <laughs> why, is Beethoven, why is Beethoven not heavy metal? Why is it not heavy metal? Because it's not. Because it's not. That's the point. It doesn't have electric guitars and pig howling and loads of drums. It's classical music. <laughs> it's a different type of sound. If anybody yeah. here doesn't, or anyone listening can't actually hear that there's a difference between this European Afro melodic sound and Afro house, sit down, try and understand music better because there is a clear difference between the two sounds. Clear, clear difference. There is. So, so there is. Categorization uh, I mean, like, for me, man. And like going back to kind of music, like you said, they, they don't claim it. They never have publicly that no, we are Afro we house and, and then this and that. I actually had a conversation briefly with Adam Port once after his show, and he played two tracks. He played Imali by Carrying the Soul, and mm -hmm. he played uh, you, the Your Voice original from Cairo and uh, <laughs> Cairo and I went. Um, oh, I went. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I got a thumbs up, but I got a thumbs up. <laughs> um, and I told him I was like, "Yo, man, listen. Back then, I was really small. I had like." A few thousand followers say, oh man you know like i run this small page like thank you so much for for playing this kind of music and showcasing it and he looks at my phone and he goes this is not afro house it's like for he's like this for me is just a melodic house music he's like it's good um and i don't think they view themselves that way even even to this day you know no they yeah. don't they don't but i respect them but i respect them because you know of you, you kind of look at what they've built, um, their Black Coffee Association, you know, they can make Afro House tracks, like don't get it twisted. Of course they can, right? Yeah. But I think I think the party, it's the party, right? The party now is not an Afro House party. I think the party yeah. now yeah. is just the party. Any music so, can be played 
at that stage. So I don't think it's more about their production. I think it's just what they've been up to lately, their party, that whole brand. Um, but also like the latest album, what's the send return? That's not yeah. Afro House. Not at all. Yeah, bro. So, so much variety. Yeah. 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 I, mean, I think that's important, man. It's nice to have that variety and everybody can appreciate music in the places that it is. But I just, I feel for myself, I mean, look at Deep House, for example. If you look at Deep House as a genre, there's so many different types of Deep House. Like you've got stuff that's more disco-y. Yeah. You've got stuff that's like like deep tech. There's so many different types of it. It's just the yeah, way yeah. that it is. Maybe, that, maybe Afro House is going to go that way. But what worries me with the edits is I remember I used to be a big Tech House fan about six or seven years ago. And I remember when Tech House just started becoming commercial edits and funnily enough one of the tracks was milkshake <laughs> left wing and cody did a remix of milkshake that was one of the first like of that time of commercial edits but eventually people got bored of a genre because you knew what to expect it was going to be this type of beat with a commercial mm-hmm. vocal over the top chopped up over the top and that's fine if mm-hmm. anybody wants to go down that route for um the Afro house sound, there's still a very solid tech house following in, in places like Berlin and Amsterdam where people are what they might call tech house purists. And I think that's going to be the way that it goes with Afro house. Nobody's going to stop making commercial edits. It makes big bucks. So put some on stages. Let me, let me ask you guys a question as far as a prediction. Yeah. Say, you know, end of 2025, how do you see the landscape? Do you see it getting worse as far as the edits? Do you see it staying the same? Do you see uh, these platforms, you know, streaming platforms, categorize it differently eventually? Like, because um, I think I something see, I, I don't see, know, it, otherwise, I see it getting worse. Yeah. I don't know, man. If if Beatport does, if Beatport reacts quickly in the same way that it did. I remember when organic house and down tempo became a thing, when melodic house and techno became a thing. That's in the past like six or seven years or so, really. Um, I remember when I'm a piano got its own section. Um, right. Yeah. It, it comes down to the major, major sites to categorize this stuff, I think. But honestly, I see it getting worse. It's a big money maker. People are playing in VIP clubs, playing commercial edits. I'm, I'm laying this prediction now and, Maybe I'm going to shoot myself in the foot doing this, but I guarantee you by 2025, we will hear an ABBA Afro House remix, like a gimme, gimme, gimme Afro House remix. And I'm dreading the day. Have you, have you heard the, the Total Africa one? I've heard that huh? one. I have there's, heard that one. Yeah, there's, there's, bro. Total that's Africa, awesome. yeah. Guys, one second. I just got to leave this conversation. <laughs> it's already happening. Yeah. My guy, my guy uh, doesn't know about Total Africa what? Afro House. Man, there's nah, so come on, many of those. Come on, man. But I have a concern. I have a concern, right? And I, I agree with AJ. I think it's going to get worse. Um, is it going to be categorized? I don't, I don't know if it will. But my concern is that it becomes more of a fad than a, than a, a yeah. genre that's here to stay over the long term. Right. Yeah. It's like when back in the day, I don't remember the years, but there was like the whole EDM hip hop collab. Lil Wayne was hopping on EDM tracks, Lil John, you know, all that kind of stuff. And that that came and went like really quickly. And what concerns me is that it 
it impacts the the sustainability of of the genre, right? Mm-hmm. That's my that's my issue. Yeah, I yeah. mean, do you know what it is though? For me, there's a, there's a clear distinction uh, in um, the DJs and producers that play and produce this music, the events that they play at, but also you know the parties like Sundella. Um, the parties like Cunha, you are. There's a clear distinction to the sound and the people that attend these, um, I guess, these events and, and places that that play play these edits. Um, so, do you think that, yeah, there, there's two kind of groups that are growing um, slowly in the background, and I think, yeah. It might get worse. It might get better, but you know. To be but honest, this, I can't this is the it. thing, like you said. There's two groups growing. We we like we. I think between the three of us, none of us want to sit here and name names because it might seem as if we're taking sides. It's not that at all. You're right, Manny. There are clearly two different demographics that are growing for two different styles of Afro house. There's one that's more commercial and more um, above ground, and there's one that's more sort of authentic original sounding and below ground. I think both can have their space as a cutting edge sound. What I don't want to happen to Afro house is for it to become a genre that is just sort of, it makes people think of cheesy music. I personally think Afro house as a genre is a cutting edge sound, you know, like in the same way that deep house or tech house is received in Berlin as this cutting edge sound. It it has to remain that way. And I think it's a responsibility of people who are releasing music under the label Afro house to really ask themselves, are they releasing Afro house music or are they just releasing house music with drums? You know, and that's, it's a hard, it's a hard question to ask, but you chuck a certain track into a house music, you chuck a certain track into a house music category, I guarantee you it would still be, if Milkshake was released as a house track, it would still be top of the house music charts. It did so well. Yeah. It did so yeah, well. Of course it so, and I said I said the other day, it's like, I also, I even posted it on threads. I said, there's some artists and it might not be their fault directly, but it's almost comparing uh, Hollywood's interpretation to Africa is like some of the house music that's being released right now. And I think, absolutely. I think for me, it's a problem because there's so much history and so much depth of sound and, you know, people to collaborate with and work with and network. It's like, why would you do that? You know, for me, I just bottom I don't line, see a point. Yeah. Bottom line, the artists that get the most respect are the ones that get truly... played by kind of music. but for me it's like they're the ones that truly take care of the art right they take time in the art they take you on the journey they don't Mm -hmm. conform to what the industry says what anyone else is doing yeah they just figure out who they are what they want to do and, and they do. yeah, they might drop an edit or two. That's fine. You can do that. Understand, like sometimes you got to play the game, right? As I said earlier, yeah. edits is a fast track to success a lot of the time. So yeah, if you do it, uh, you got to play the game. But still, you got to find what makes you you, right? So, so yeah. yeah, for me, it's 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 at the end of the day. If you're into the edits, if you're not into the edits, to me, 
the artists that get the most love from the people that are really purists are the ones that mostly make original tracks. That's just me. yeah, yeah. You know, man. you know, what I think like, is a good it's... example of this. Kiko Franco's remix of um, Last Night. There's totally. for me, yeah. it comes down to art, the amount of artistry in the studio at that moment when the track was being produced. Milkshake is another example. It's undeniably an incredible piece of production. Yeah. Um, Kiko Franco's remix of Last Night has got moments in it where the production takes center stage. It doesn't matter. You could have any, you could play the, um, the instrumental version without the vocal over the top and it would still blow people away. And I feel like that's the same with Milkshake. There's another whole handful of tracks that I can think of that are remixes where the production is really FKA Mash's remix of uh, My Love, was it called? Show My Love by itself yeah, yeah. is an incredible heartbreak. Speaking of Draga, man, that Billie Eilish uh, remix as well. I mean, I'm here for that one, you know, because it's like you guys said, it's like a real musician's approach to to the track versus like, oh, I just want to be big and I want to be a touring DJ and I want to party and I want to do this. And you know what I mean? It's like... Manu, why are you, you hiding, bro? It. Bro, that remix? I know, man. <laughs> um, Dude, unbelievable. You know how crazy that remix is? Yeah. I, I, I watched I've your got... YouTube video like a few, a couple times because I was like, I just want to hear it, bro. I've not heard it. What track, <laughs> I, what track is it? What track is it? Billie Eilish, Khalid, Lovely, Dregger Remix. Oh my no god, what a track. The first time I heard this track, Eno played it at, um, yeah, the show in London, maybe like a year ago. When did they play? You know, in Cairo. Yeah, 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 I remember. I was, yeah, yeah. So you played this track and I was just holding my head like, bro. You know you know what yeah. Eno does with the knobs? He's always breaking some knobs, breaking something. <laughs> <laughs> my guy was breaking every knob, right? So yeah, <laughs> literally the next day I'm like, what track was this? Because I sent him a video and he's like, oh, that's Dregger. But obviously I can't send it. I reach out to Dregger. Dregger's like, nah, man, nah. Because I think someone leaked his version of Yeba's Heartbreak before. So he was a bit... They did, yeah. You know, I remember that. About, about sharing tracks. I'm like, fine. So I waited months. And then I was like, bro, I showed him some of my TikToks. I was like, you know, I can get you some views, man. Just send me the track, you know? And he was like, yeah, yeah, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. And then, yeah, maybe like a month ago, he reached out about something else. I was like, yeah, I like it. I could do a video. And I was like, oh, what about this one? And he's like, all right, fine. And that video blew up on TikTok. Yeah. Like a million views now. It's on a million views. Um, so what's the difference? That track, between... really? Wow. Yeah, so, you know, you know my reaction of, Eno and the capo at Kunye playing that track. Yeah. 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 It's on like 920,000 views on TikTok now. It's like stupid. Um, but is there it's a difference like... between that as a commercial edit compared to some of the other commercial <laughs> yeah. edits we might be discussing? This, and what and the Not difference is that incredible, <laughs> incredible amount of artistry behind it, right? That's what it boils down to yeah. rather than it just being a what I would call the kind of templates, the kind of music template. Yeah. Boom. Well, I think, vocal. do you know what, what it is? I think what people do usually is they go on vocal remover and they just, you know, use that original 
audio and put it over a beat. Mm. But what Dragger has done, mate, the way he's just twisted and turned this vocal, used it here, dropped it here, chopped it here, put it there. The production is just out of this world. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just... like it's like proper sampling rather than just slapping a vocal on top of whatever you've it's made so, before. It's so creative. I'll send it to you. I mean, you know, cutting... guys guys i I don't want i don't want to like i don't want to put us on a pedestal or anything but i feel like between the three of us we've just figured out what the uh what the issue is i guess with commercial edits and it comes down to how much artistry goes into the track itself that's what it is yeah good music is good music regardless but effort makes a difference every commercial edit now sounds like milkshake they all have that, yeah. that high pitch arp. They all have you know the same elements. So I think that's the yep. issue because they all the sound same the same. Clap. Yeah, the same yeah. kind of since night three cut type of since. Yeah, and it's like, all right, yeah, we get but, it. But exactly, and you see, it was it was Alex Wan's thing, and like that was you know, and I think we'll still continue to be his thing, but it's his thing, and like it's I'm it. fine with yeah. it being, I'm fine with it being his thing, but. It's not everyone's thing. So just allow the yeah. guy and like find your find your own, you know? Originality That's is key. Guys, if you are bottom yeah. producers and you're listening to this, this is the most important thing you will hear this year. Originality is key. Please be original. Please. Can we just um what about right, Rob, who would we say are some incredible original artists then? Original artists who make original oh, music. You know- off the top Dude, of your FK head, I'm thinking loud life as we know it. Yeah. Yeah. Anything yeah. by Laulu. And I know he did some remixes as well, but they were tastefully done. Very tastefully done. There is still pain left as a remix, but it's a beautiful, beautiful production. I've got to say, kind of no, music I'm as well, say, man. They make original music a lot of the time. They do. So they do. Shout out to shout Leave out to Kay is another one. Crew. Yep. Absolutely. Kay for me. gonna be number one. Like yeah. If you look at your Beatport history, mm. who have you bought the most tracks from? It's got to be Kaya. For me, it's either Kaya yeah. or Atchaz. Yeah. Oh, Atchaz is a G as well. Shout out Atchaz, bro. Or yeah. FK Match. One of those three. FK Match Definitely. for me. Um, and also, on the topic I've of got... Mash, Mash as well. Mash makes original tracks. Mash. We it didn't does, we didn't mention does. Mash I mean, enough last time, but Mash is is a no. very 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 interesting I mean, to same, see what Mash has got this year. I'm very excited for the kid. I mean, he just did his show in Switzerland, and I think um, it's just the beginning for him. I think he's slowly getting out there, and he's going to be touring like by end of year, hopefully. Yeah. I hope for the guy. He's a G. He's a G. I have a question for you guys. I'm going to throw you a little bit of a curveball, but since we're so deep in on the topic of commercial edits, I want to ask you guys, who are your favorite vocalists in our scene? Ooh. Uh, Manny, do you want to go? Because I've got ready. I've got names Lyric, ready. Shoxen. Lyric Shoxen for me is number one. Okay. Good choice. Bro, number one. That's a good shout, to be fair. Um, Lyric is different. Wow, there's too many. There's actually there's so so many. I think the go tos would be like Tabia, um, mm-hmm. Alwyn, 
I think yeah. someone who's underrated and um, but does a lot in our scene is Coco. Um, who, Coco, who yeah, Coco, yeah. Seven Seconds. Uh, Michi. Oh, Michi, man. Beautiful Michi's voice. Good. Tina Ardor. Yeah, man. But you... Bobby Tina Fallon Ardor. as well for me, man. Like Bobby Fallon. Bobby Fallon is okay. a is a songwriter like and i mean i mean that in the sense of she writes these stories she's a storyteller with her music you know and that for me like and i'm not just saying this because i've met the girl like really really incredible incredible i'm a big fan of bobby fallon she's a great singer and a great songwriter um liz Wee as a vocalist liz Wee. Powerful. You want a powerhouse in your track, Lizby. Lizby's style is also so unique, man. It's just like it's only her who does it, and she does it perfectly. It's like yeah. Ida Z's. Like Ida Z's and Lizby for me is like nobody can do it like them. Nobody match. tries. You know yeah. what I mean? I love those Absolutely. guys, man. Kali Kali Mija as well is a good one. Oh, yeah, of course. Shout out to Kali, man. Yeah, Kali. tough. She's and look, just here, like, guys, there's enough original vocalists out there for everybody who's producing to contact one of them. I don't know, save up your money. I know not everyone's like, list is long. In it, but Natasha, Natasha MD, Yolanda Farris, um, Yolanda yeah. Farris, Sky Wonder, who did like, but then yeah, do you know what I think Anna, it is Anna. as well? A lot, I think. The reason why it's so important for us to be doing what we're doing, not only as no guest list, but individually as well, is because these are the names that people need to know. I was in, I was talking in a group chat a little while ago and someone asked who their favorite Afro house artists were. And some of the names that got mentioned were Kayenda Soul, Mash, um, someone else. And a lot of the kids in this group were like, I don't know who these people are. How can you say you like Afro house and you don't know Kayenda Soul? That's wow. wild to me. So yeah, I think man, name and shame, bro. Name and shame. Name and shame. Who, who are these people? I'm not Do you know what? It was a private. Let me pull up. Let me pull, private up, group chat. Let me pull up. <laughs> it was a private group chat. I'm not trying to hot anyone up, but I think the yeah, important yeah, thing up. is, is is education. Like you said, is knowing who these people are to go to in the first place. Because if you don't know, as a producer, as a young kid who's making music. If you don't have access, whether that's financially or to even know the names, what are you going to do? So I guess it's our job as commentators of this scene to make sure that people know who these names are. So who knows? Maybe we'll do like a best vocalist post or something. Actually, yeah, I've been thinking about that for a while and it's like how how to best approach it. And the other thing is like, it's not easy to get... Uh, at least for my my type of content, um, you know, good videos from from all these really talented people. I mean, they, there's not that many who are out there uh, performing, right? I saw Emmanuel Jal is now out on the road, played at Istar like a week or two ago. Shout out, shout out, Emmanuel Jal, man. Um, Awen does it, but I think I think we're gonna see an upward trend in a lot of these these uh, vocalists who are gonna. I be forced so, they will they're, i think they're going to be forced to become like 
hybrid set DJs just to be able to sing, you know, because they won't be able Guys, to do it anywhere else. Have you seen Tina Ardor do this? Sing and DJ yeah. at the same time. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, look, She's it's, it's, Zex, Zex does it as well, I guess. Zex Bantwini does it as well. There's a name yeah. that we are all forgetting <laughs> who is a legend, Toshi. Because Toshi, if you ever man. give me Toshi a vocal yeah. like Booyah. Yeah. Wow. Um, and another one, Msaki. Nah, yeah. Wish you were here. Msaki, I say. So many. Exactly, I think there's... we should do this. Like, right. I reckon between the three of us, we but... can put together a good enough post of like top, top, top vocalists and do yeah. a little tribute. But to also, them, I mean, so people... there, there, there's a lot of talented people that are, you know, more accessible, I guess, financially, because I've had a bunch of producers reach out to me like, yo, I need a vocalist. Um, and, you know, be like, oh, these guys are all too expensive. Anybody who is a little more low key. And I've got names, man. I've got names in the bank ready for you. So just hit me up. Hit me up anytime. Hit us up, man. Hit us up. We got him. We got him. We got him. All right. What about yeah. um, upcoming releases, guys? I know we're getting towards the end of the hour, but something we spoke about previously was upcoming releases for 2024. Is there any, are there any secrets? that you guys have got upcoming releases um no i just want music from eno because i love eno's music um <laughs> bro yeah. i was just about to say you know like that that track this thing is broken that's the one i'm waiting for you guys know that one this thing is broken it's called this uh, it's yeah. called this thing is broken I, I yeah. don't have the track, but I'll send you guys like... That's what I'm talking about. When, when did you hear it? Was this it's... before or after he posted on his story saying, I don't need to hear any more edits this year? Or something along those lines. He put a post up saying, yeah, right, he did. the he last did. thing we need is edits. So was he saying that this thing is broken? Than and like, this scene is broken? Yeah, he said something <laughs> crazy. He's like, oh, go, go make edit about blah, 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 blah. Yeah, he said something. This thing is broken. This thing is broken. That's the title. That's the title of the See, track. I like I like crazy people like this that choose yeah. title that make no sense. If you're listening, these are the titles that we like. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Pick a title like that, and you're halfway there. I'm telling you, <laughs> that's all you need. Yeah, to man. Like, yeah, I can't wait for that one. Okay, this thing is broken. You no, know I can't right, wait for. Right. Um, rumor has it, Cairo and Mudra are working on a, a project together called Anguino. Have you heard about this? I have not. That's big news Yo, because I think those guys news. have a synergy, man. Go uh, on, um, if you go on Mudro's page. Let me let me um, check my hard drive. Let me see something. Let me see something. Let me see something. <laughs> it's a beautiful <laughs> track, man. Um, there was a video of Mudro dropping it in a secret room in Dubai. And it's, it's, I don't think he's secretive about it. Like he put it up posted it this is the name of the track don't know when it's out yet but i'm ready man i'm ready for that record. Yeah, they got some tracks man i mean i know the capo's got obviously the capo always has something but he's got yeah some tracks has he got a remix of seven he's... seconds as well that he's playing yeah yeah he's got that obviously each and every day remix he sent me oh, two deep house tracks under his uh aquatone alias which are no fine um yeah yeah he sent me some deep house ones 
Who else? I'm trying to think. Mash, Mash and Vision, Amana. Oh yeah, Amana. Have you guys yeah, heard that's this? A track. Yeah. That is yeah, a track. We need to release track. date on that. Surely that's that's near. That must be soon as well because I feel like it's gonna be. Soon. He's doing. He's doing. It's like he's doing promo for it already. You know. He's so doing well, man. He, impressive, impressive. What he's yeah, doing. Yeah, Mash a guy. Oh, and another one. This one is like, we just spoke about this. And Me's remix of Ilanga by Mash. Oh, man. I hope that sees the light of day. I don't know. Last I I heard, she wasn't sure. Yeah, that's a beautiful remix. What does that sound like? I think he has to. Oh, it's beautiful, man. It sounds, this is the thing. It sounds like Ilanga with And Me on it. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, it's like a bit softer around the edges. You know, it's like, what, yeah. have, have any techie in there? Like any groove or like yeah. It's I've like, only seen like I've only seen perfect, videos. Like, it's a sunrise track. Do you know what I mean? It's very like smooth yeah. and you know that kind of like vibe. It's like for the sunrise. You know, the original of Langa was a beautiful right? record, man. I yeah, don't think so. I don't. I don't think I still, the remix is darker. Langa was a beautiful no, record. I remember darker. playing that on radio and the owner of the radio station messaged me and was like this is a banger what's this what is this track it's it's what i love about mash is that he doesn't put himself into a structural cage if that makes sense like he's he's yeah. not he, he doesn't say this is how the track must go he is it's his own structure his own is sound, he singing in that? his own way of doing things uh singing in that i'm not sure it, you know then you know let me check. I'm Let me check, check quickly. It might be nice. I think singing. Uh, um, maybe it is. It doesn't say. Oh, it doesn't say. It doesn't say. Doesn't Mash. Say. Let maybe us know. Him. Who did the maybe vocal? Him. I think it's him then. If it's if him, it is, if I it's Mash on the vocal. Until now, Mash sings. Yeah. yeah. Really? Oh, you didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. He I sings. I actually didn't know that. He's, he's in a oh, lot of his sh- tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's him. Hey, right. yo. That just, that's now for me, like, it's done, bro. Artistry. It's yeah, done. Yeah. Another it's vocalist done. to mention oh. as well. Oh, yeah, the original yeah, was incredible, it. man. And Anmi's twisted it up and made it into, what, from what I've heard, seen in videos anyway, I've not had the pleasure of hearing it live, but... I heard it live. I heard it live, and it's it was at that time of the morning, like sunrise just coming up. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful, like, fit for that kind of thing. You know, you're not going to yeah. hear it in a dark club. It's not that kind of track, um, but in a way that's good. In a way that's good. Yeah. Anyway, guys, just wanted to say thank you so much to everyone that tuned in the last time. If you might, if you missed the last episode, it's out now on Apple Music, Spotify, and YouTube. Be sure to subscribe, drop us a follow, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.